Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-scuttlebutt, Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like a a game uh, senior's play. I don't even know what scuttlebutt means. I just came up with it. I know it's like a beer. <laughs> it's, the, it's a beer? Isn't there a beer named as scuttlebutt? Yeah, isn't that where you also slide the things across the deck of the ship? That would be shuffleboard. Oh, okay. Very similar. Also known as scuttlebutt in some circles. <laughs> uh, so what's going on, Louie? What are you up to, man? Not much. I'm just hanging out. I'm finishing up an order of whips that I may, I'm making for a um, a stunt show. And I've developed like a tennis elbow in my right elbow, but it's gone away, which is nice. Wait, are you talking about the whip that you just made me for my stunt show? No, no. I'm making a, a bunch of them. They're going to oh. overseas somewhere. Okay, but, don't be don't be selling them my whip. <laughs> you, you should have. I mailed it to I you. I know, right? I have your whip. Right <laughs> but then, so I've been struggling with my one arm, and then today I got one whip left, and I'm getting out of the car at the grocery store, and like a gust of wind blows out, blows out the receipt from the groceries. Uh-huh. And as I'm shutting the door, I go to grab it, and I slam the door on my left hand. Oh, nice. So, nice. I'm like, oh, good God. work, dude. Yeah. You're just getting old, man. That's that's the thing with me, man. My back went out the other day. My neck went out from lifting this baby all the time. Now, did it go, like, did it go out like in a 1980s sitcom where you have to yeah. lay on the couch uh, all day? Yeah, I did, dude. <laughs> I had to lay down. I was like, oh, my back. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal, man. Uh, but that's what happens when you're in your 40s and you have a 15-pound baby. Yeah, it's too it's too too much in age and in weight (laughs) it's too much all right well uh folks this is a rerun episode which means that louis and i we didn't have the exact enough time to do a full episode so we're doing a way back machine we're going back in the machine and we're pulling out an episode from a past time period and we're presenting it to you today that's right you can relive some of our favorite moments and maybe some of your favorite moments yeah let's get to the rerun louis let's do it Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from APnews.com, which we, Louis just discovered, they have like an oddities little uh, section. Yeah, they have a lot of cool stuff on there. So you can find a bunch of odd odd stories. They're all very short, but you know, they're great. So check that out on APnews.com. Yeah, which is a more reliable news source than a Russian troll farm. (laughs) That's true. This has a little bit to do with Russia. This story says... Polish stork vanishes from GPS but delivers huge phone bill. <laughs> bill. <laughs> I wonder if that was intentional. I'm not. It's got the double pun to deliver like the stork delivers. Why is there a GPS on the stork? Uh, I bet the story will tell us, but I bet it's like how okay. they. <laughs> okay, <that> spoiler <laughs> alerts. The story will tell us. There's paragraphs below the headline. 
<laughs> oh, that's how this works. It's Matt's first day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Polish moment. Well, you're part Polish. You get offended at Polish. Like, I, I, no one makes Polish jokes anymore. I mean, that was a very I 80s never, comedy Yeah, I tool. never got it as a kid. People would tell Polish jokes. Like, oh, hear about the submarine with the screen door. Yeah. The whole concept of a group of people being dumber than another group of people never made sense to me as a kid. Yeah. That, like, why these people, you know? Yeah, I wonder what where those jokes stemmed from. I wonder if there was, like, some sort of specific thing that happened in history that, like... Probably, oh, like, 1918, you know, in like New those York. Those Polish people really followed the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite... I remember my favorite... One of my favorite jokes growing up from Ronnie Dangerfield. He's like, you hear about the Polish guy who got won the gold medal at the Olympics? He had it bronzed. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but that, that always stood out. That to me. only works in Rodney Dangerfield's voice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Polish stork vanishes from GPS but delivers huge phone bill. This comes from Warsaw, Poland, a Polish environmental group that was using a mobile phone transmitter to track migratory movements of a stork has received a phone bill of 10,000 Zoltis. Hey, uh, uh, okay, A. I love that their money's called Zolti. Yeah, Zoltis. <laughs> How many Zoltis is that? That's pretty awesome. They're using a phone tran... They basically strapped, like, an old iPhone to the stork's leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, it cost them $2,500, essentially, which is 10,000 Zoltis. After the bird went missing in Sudan, and someone started using the chip to make calls. Why wouldn't you... Okay, if you're trying to track a bird roaming around the world, wouldn't you have a good roaming plan? <laughs> I know, right? They definitely have T-Mobile. Uh, what I think is funny is that the bird probably dropped the phone in some over Sudan and someone picked it up and was using the phone. <laughs> I think that's what happened. They took the chip out and they're like, oh, sweet, free minutes. How awesome is that? I want to know about the person who found the phone. I know. Who, who, like, who thought to do that They're like dude yeah imagine at least put a password lock on your stork phone just imagine like you walking through you know the streets and then all of a sudden like the phone lands right next to you and it's like is god telling me to call him you <laughs> <laughs> like my friend was telling me this story that she was like walking down the street and uh she like heard something like this sort of wind like fast something fast and she looks up and there's a salmon lands right next to her what yeah like this giant salmon like a, a bald eagle was flying overhead and got attacked by these crows and ended up dropping the salmon almost killed her <laughs> it's rain it's raining salmon <laughs> it's raining cell phones <laughs> so like many other storks who nest in poland in the summer Koshtek, an adult stork began his south that's his name Koshtek. yeah he had his selfies on his phone <laughs> he's in I my know. contacts list i love they find the phone it's just naked Naked pictures of the stork. <laughs> Just stork dick pics. <laughs> so, Kaitek, an adult stork, began his southward migration to Africa in August 2017. Thanks to SIM chip transmitter, the ecological group was able to track his GPS movements and post details about their journey online. That's got to be the world's worst website. Just, <laughs> just pictures of it flying? I, I, it's like aerial. Maybe, I bet Google Earth is hiring storks oh. to just fly around and just take pictures overhead. Right? That's my uh, how my Sirius satellite works. It's just storks. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't they have the? Uh, do they do like drones or anything for that Google Earth stuff? I think they got to do drones. 
Yeah, I've see uh, I see those guys walking around like I've seen them in Mexico. They have like the huge backpacks. It's just like three sixty cameras. You ever yeah, seen those guys? I've seen the yeah, I've seen the cars and stuff driving around. Right? There was a story of a guy that saw it coming and like faked a murder. Oh really? Yeah, like he saw it doing his neighborhood. So he like went outside with, like a bloody knife. Oh, and, that's like, hilarious. A fake head. Well, I did that. I saw it coming and I stood in my window naked. So if you Google my address, you'll just see a picture of me yeah. naked in the in the window. That's solid. Yeah, there is a there is a website where uh, it. It's all Google images from Google Earth, and it's crimes. It's like people being robbed, or yeah. like you know that. So, well, I think someone used Google Earth, uh, the, the car, for an alibi for like a murder. How so? They're like, "Where were you Tuesday the 15th? And he's like, "Well, I was at home. Did anyone see you?" He's like, "No. Wait, I was doing yard work, and the Google truck." Drove oh my by. God! What? How lucky is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> the bird's last signal came from Sudan on April 26th, but later the group heard that some 20 hours of calls had been made using the SIM card in Sudan. That's a solid international roaming plan. If 20 hours, is I like know. Two grand. I love it, right? I need to get on this Polish. Uh, I know. It would be awesome if like, he was just buying a bunch of stuff on Amazon. <laughs> Aranesis Kaluga, the association's head, said Friday that Kajtek probably isn't alive. Whoa! I don't know. That's dark and twisted. I would just assume that bird's partying down, meeting ladies. Why do they assume the bird is dead? <laughs> Why couldn't the, the phone have just fallen off? I mean, I would... Do you think they're, like, shooting the flying bird? Well, yeah, if he's taking Google Earth images over Sudan, <laughs> you gotta take him down like the, the homing pigeon, or like the carrier pigeons, right? Yeah, he goes by... Poof, it's and like, then, that's a spy. Yeah, that's like you get you get the stork meat and a cell phone. That's a twofer. Oh, I just that's a weird assumption to to think that it's dead. I mean, you know why? Because it hasn't called home. Ah, the safety call has not been made. <laughs> it didn't send the text. I'm alive, heading home, <laughs> heading home from the club. But you know, going back to what we were talking about, it's a Polish <laughs> Polish science experiment. <laughs> who, who knows? It's a, a very broad leap to jump to strapping cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good. Weird news story part two. This story comes from Coco.com. Heck yeah, more reliable news source than a gynecologist that only takes cash. And, <laughs> and that's uh, KOCO, not like Coco, the Pixar movie. <laughs> It's a this Coco News is for I think a news channel in Oklahoma City. Yep. And it's pretty funny because under this story which we're about to read there's like classic Oklahoma stories like police man tries to run over girlfriend plows pickup truck through Walmart. <laughs> Woman says that one of six men could be the baby daddy. Feeling guilty, driver pays parking ticket from 1974. Oh, well, that's very sweet. Yeah. School counselor's memory, you message never- of hope, live on. <laughs> it, this is uh, an interesting, we're not trying to, we're not going to try and make fun of this story because it does deal with someone who passed away, but it is a very interesting sort of subject matter and scenario that happened. Yes, and Matt poured out uh, some some of his fody for his dead homie. <laughs> I did. We're burning a candle right now yes. in, in memory of this man. Report. Passenger who smelled so bad that a plane had to make an emergency landing has now died. A man whose foul odor caused a Transavia Airlines flight to make an emergency landing has died. You know what? Transavia. That sounds like a budget vampire airline. I've never heard of that. I, I, I think it's Russian. 
Uh, it runs on vodka. <laughs> runs on vodka and fake news. It does. <laughs> it runs on Hillary Clinton's emails. <laughs> According to Dutch newspaper De Telegraph, 58-year-old Russian rock guitarist Andrei Sukalin died from an infectious disease. According to Russian state media, Sukalin was on the flight from Spain's Canary Islands to the Netherlands in late May. Multiple passengers passed out or vomited, citing an unbearable smell. I've I've smelt some bad stuff in my life. I've never smelt something so bad I would faint. Yeah, that's pretty intense. I mean, but they are coming from the Canary Islands, which is Spaniards. They're uh, okay. very dramatic people. But, I mean, to throw up from a smell, I... I, I get that. Yeah, I think I've seen that. In Vegas, I was uh, waiting at the airport. Funny that this has to do with the plane also. But I was at the airport, and this woman, this big woman, was, like, laboring towards me. And all I hear this is this, and she's like, and she didn't throw up. She's, like, dry heaving as she walked. Like, it was just sort of her everyday. Oh. Like, it didn't phase her in any way. But I was eating at the time, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, Well, that's the one thing that used to get me was vomit until I had a kid. And then <laughs> you kind of have nothing phases you. Yeah, yeah. You're like you could put diarrhea and vomit in a bowl, and I wouldn't be phased. I'll, I'll, I'll put my Cheerios in that bad boy. I remember I was in the seventh grade, and I got we were at an assembly, and I got really sick some somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went up to the teacher. I was like, I'm thinking I'm gonna throw up, and I threw up all over her, all over her <laughs> shoes. And uh, and she goes like, go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, and. I was going to the bathroom and I was going to throw up again. I threw up and it hit the door and backfired. And it <laughs> went all over me, dude. So apparently, like I forced a, a couple other kids threw up because I it was so loud my throw up, and so like there was like four kids at the sick bay with me who, who I had caused to be there before my vomit. Well, I remember once I was a kid, I puked and I was trying not to get it like on on my bra on like the person across from me. I was talking, so I covered my mouth. But the the puke was so violent that it shot out like my the finger side of my hand covering my mouth onto like my other brother next to me. You redirected the vomit. Yeah, it's like a trick shot. It's like a, it's like the magic bullet that killed Kennedy. It's like the where did that vomit come from? Yeah, I'm, I'm like the maz at pool. <laughs> so the smell on this plane, you know, uh, I fly a lot, and that is one of my favorite games uh, when I board a plane. Guess the smell emanating from your neighbor. Oh, guess from where? Yeah, number one is curry. Number mm-hmm. two is homeless Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's like i i fly a lot and i I, i've never can say that it's amazing how many frequent flyer miles homeless guys have (laughs) that's true (laughs) essentially essentially cities they have programs where they just send homeless people they give them free flights to other places like you go to detroit (laughs) go live there all right so you can just pick a house in detroit it's yours it's true i bought one on etsy for three (laughs) dollars Your property taxes are a nickel. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Cash so, only to, to Detroit. So people passed out and people vomited, citing the unbearable smell emanating from this guy. The flight was forced to make an emergency landing. Sicilin discussed the situation on Facebook, writing, The tragic and comic 
component of this whole situation is that I caught a disease which, let's not say how and why, <laughs> makes a person quite stinky. <laughs> uh, what the what is that? <laughs> uh, how how did you uh, get get the stinky disease? <laughs> I caught a disease. It was called Mexican food. Uh, I was in a relationship with Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> I love how he's so vague about the disease that he caught. But so so it implies he knows how he caught it. Yeah, he was probably up to something. Uh, you know, what, what'd you do on vacation? I was banging zombies. Yeah, right. Is, can you get an STD from a zombie? <laughs> Okay, so this disease, uh, this is going back to his statement on Facebook, this disease makes a person quite stinky. As a result, a group of passengers may demand the captain for you to be removed from the plane. Wow, that was like a full-on mutiny. Yeah, so essentially, this is, that was from his his statement that he put on his own Facebook page, um, so people knew uh, why. I mean, he was copping to it. He's like, yeah, yeah. I, I smelled like shit. Yeah. Or maybe even worse. Uh, so they made the emergency landing. A doctor in Spain had apparently told Sushilin he had an ordinary beach infection and gave him antibiotics. I'm not sure what an ordinary beach infection is. And what would have brought... Sandy crabs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's, that's come full circle. Yeah, ordinary beach infection. That's kind of very silly. But once he arrived in Portugal, his, his condition continued to worsen, and he was diagnosed with tissue necrosis. Oh, so he was banging zombies. Yeah, meaning his flesh was dying from the infection. So essentially, necrosis is a disease that you get from trauma, infection, and it eats your your flesh essentially wow. and it decays you go to a psychologist and you're like i'm dead inside <laughs> he's like you're actually dead all, all of you and could you get off the couch because you stink so bad i'm gonna have to light this couch on fire you have to put it outside a hallmark of tissue necrosis is odor okay. dr travis stork an er physician told people i love i always think that a hallmark of tissue necrosis is odor do you think they you know hallmark is making cards <laughs> you got necrosis congratulations it's a scratch and sniff just smells like <laughs> fucking rotting flesh oh the uh, scratch and sniff stamps just came out okay. <laughs> I just bought a pack of them. Does it smell like zombie? (laughs) (laughs) Smells like delay and bureaucracy. (laughs) Does it smell like Russian guitarist forces plane to land? (laughs) Smell like passengers throwing up. (laughs) When tissue is injured, bacteria move in and begin to degrade that tissue. As they break down the tissue, the cells release chemicals that have a foul odor. The strength of the wound's odor is often used by physicians to assess the severity of necrosis and determine treatment. Wait, they're giving it the sniff? (laughs) the smell test. (laughs) It's like how I tell if I can wear my jeans again. (laughs) They just bring in Gonzo. It's just a... They have a they have a flesh smelling dog, a necrosis smelling dog. <laughs> That's how lax they are in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 to the doctor the, to get your medical degree, they're like, how? Tell us these ten smells. <laughs> According to Post, it's got an oaky odor. <laughs> it's undercut with a <laughs> with, with a nice STD yeah, and a little bit of gangrene. <laughs> According to posts from his wife, doctors placed Sushilin 
in intensive care, and he soon fell into a coma. Oh. After several surgeries, she wrote, there was nothing more to cut. Oh, wow. So they were just chopping him out. That's pretty intense. Like yeah. They're probably, probably trying to cut the flesh out and yeah. just ran out of flesh. Two weeks later, his organs began to fail, and Suchelin died on June 25th. Transavia Airlines told Newsweek in a statement that there has been no risk of infection to fellow passengers and crew. Trans- Transavia Airlines should really be putting that in a statement to the passengers on the plane. Yeah, right. It's not Newsweek, a publication in the United States. Yeah, well, I don't know why they think it would be... I don't think necrosis is contagious, is it? I don't know. I mean, I guess if I was if, if he was the middle seat and I was the window or aisle, I'd be a little concerned. Yeah. Because he picked it up somehow, and he knows how. Well, yeah, but I've clearly he did something shady or scandalous, unless you're doing that with him on the plane. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I see a Russian rock pioneer who smells like a dead body, and I'm like... Mile High Club. That's what, and it's true. This guy was a uh, he was a pioneer of rock music in the Soviet Union. Was regarded as one of the top guitar players in all of Russia. Oh. And so it's kind of sad that he died. I he's mean, he's also the only ta- guitar player in Russia. <laughs> I, I love it. Like when the fall of the Soviet Union is like, okay, now we can have rock music, right? <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, now that's where they used to have the X-ray uh, records. Oh yeah, you should tell people about that because I don't think they uh, people so listening will know what there's X-ray a name for is. them. But in communist Russia. The government controlled music, so some people figured out that you could put record grooves in old x-rays from the hospital and cut them in circles and play them. Yeah. So you can still find them. So you can find, like, Elvis on someone's, like, cancer. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. And uh, you can buy those x-rays. Yeah. They still exist out there. You can buy them on, like, eBay and stuff. Yep. And so, they, so essentially, they, like, smuggle in music through these x-rays. Yep. Wow, that is f- that's crazy. We should get one of those. We should. I- well, if you can find an X-ray with Audrey Suchelin's music on it, how bad? At, how cool would that be to attribute to this guy? That's what I would do. Is if I was the wife, I would take his last X-ray. Oh my God! Print records on the, you know. How, you can print the absolutely. X-ray. But what is the X-ray of? I don't think you can take X-rays of rotting flesh. No, but it should be like his guts or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I would buy that for sure. That's awesome. Apparently, this guy is pretty famous in And then he gets sued by the 80s band (laughs) X-Ray. You can only watch that band wearing these X-Ray glasses. 3D glasses. 3D glasses. Don't they they have X-Ray glasses? They don't have X-Ray glasses. In the comic books. Superman has X-Ray vision. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, so according to a different article that I checked out, which is on boingboing.net, which uh, sounds silly. But apparently, this article on Boing Boing uh, talks about, like many celebrities, Shushlin's notoriety makes it hard for him to find a quiet spot to wind down while at home. So in Russia, he's a big deal. But the next thing it says, to have anything resembling a vacation, you have to leave the East for a more exotic locale like... Pittsburgh or Grand Canaria. It's like, how is, how is the Grand Canary Islands in Spain match up with Pittsburgh? I've been to both. I'm going to say Grand Canary is a little better. It's tough to... Uh, to see that, uh, it says he had an odor coming off of him that could drop a rhino at 50 yards. I like how that's a gauge. You're like, you know what? 
Rhinos, very sensitive to smell. That could drop a rhino. Yeah. <laughs> Partially because there's no rhinos left. Yeah. I mean, in theory, we can't test this, but in theory. It wouldn't drop a giraffe. It'd drop a rhino, though. A rhino, maybe a baby elephant. I would think that rhinos would have not that great of a sense of smell. No, there's kind of a big lumbering. They're the, the, they're the tank of the animal world. Yeah, I feel like they have, like, pug faces, almost. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a smell that's so bad that, you, like, you really... You can't. I guess. I mean, you're recirculating I, the air in, in an airplane. So it's just I getting more and more intense. It's like doubling and tripling, yeah. and getting worse. Have you ever smelled a dead body? Um, like the rotting dead body. No, I don't think I have. I mean, I've smelled Nana at the funeral. Yeah, home. yeah, totally. And that just smells like lavender. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is probably not so bad on the plane. Lavender smell. Yeah, I would think that they would have some sort of odor containment system right like you know they have some sort of scent masking yeah they put some of that activated charcoal in there yeah i mean i've i've been on planes where people have like been cutting farts like bad and you're like you know you just sort of like breathe through your mouth (laughs) you do a thing where you put your t-shirt over your nose (laughs) you just light a match (laughs) all the passengers are just lighting matches that's funny Oh, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Um, so yeah, check that article out, and uh, maybe we'll link to this guy's music. So let's try and pay yeah. some, pay some tribute to this guy. It's unfortunate we don't know how he got it because that's kind of scary. It's like yeah, now I'm going out in the world and I'm worried about picking up uh, necrosis. Yeah, who knew? And I'm gonna tell my daughters, teenagers, get that from necking. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you smoke that marijuana, you might get that necrosis. necrosis. And, then they, and then Russian airlines will not let you fly. <laughs> they, will, they will land you in Spain, and you don't want that. <laughs> so yeah, we'll pay tribute to him. We'll put a little uh, video up of his him playing. Hey, folks, we want to thank you so much for listening. Maybe it was the second time you heard those stories. Maybe it was the first time, and we shouldn't have told you that it was a rerun. And, uh, yeah, but otherwise, we hope you'd enjoy it. Check us out at info at oddnotbeat.com if you have a new story or just to tell us about what's going on with you. What else can they do at oddnotbeat.com? Louie? They can support us on Patreon. You hit the Patreon link. For as little as a couple bucks a month, you can get postcards from the road. You can get all sorts of cool swag. And maybe you can get us to record a rerun intro for your podcast. (laughs) We do an extra episode every month for the Patreon contributors and never a rerun. Exactly. Never a rerun. So you want fresh content? Uh, check us out there. It's only a couple bucks. It does help us out. Buy us some coffee. And uh, yeah, man, we've been doing that. So thanks to everyone who has supported us. This is quite awesome. And uh, other than that, check out Louie at, at LouieFox.com. And you can check out Matt at ComedyStuntShow.com. Yes. So we want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this. Hope you have a weird week. We're out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Thelma's Funeral Parlor. We put the fun in funeral.